0: Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James, joined once again by my co-host Cody on this fine Saturday evening. How are you today, Cody? James, I'm doing fantastic. If you can't tell, I'm a little festive.
1: Um, I got home from a uh, a parade. I forgot what the word was. A Christmas parade uh, that I got (laughs) to be a part in, which was very fun, uh, very enjoyable. Huge firework display afterward. Very fun a uh, couple thousand thousand
0: people there that was crazy it wasn't really fun but james how are you how are you doing today dude i'm doing pretty good big penn state victory today uh, so we'll take that as a nice way to wrap up the regular season for them uh finishing number 11 overall but uh Number eight and nine both lost, I'm pretty sure, today. Yeah. So, But number uh, one in your heart, James, sure. <laughs> is Penn State. Yeah. Number one Wait. in your heart.
1: Wait. <laughs> <laughs> in college football, at least. Let's clarify.
0: Yeah. And in college ball, for sure. Yeah. And for sure.
1: Uh, so we nice are to obviously Ohio State lose, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was a close one, too. <laughs> that was annoying. Sorry
0: for any of our fans in Ohio, the Ohio State fans. But yeah, I'm a Penn State boy. So we thank you guys nice for Santonio
1: San Holmes. That's about it. Uh, that's where we're yeah. at. Yeah. Um, what the heck
0: with Mike Adams? Come on.
1: Nah. Uh, but, but <laughs> we'll
0: take him. We'll keep him.
1: We'll keep Cam. Absolutely. <laughs> so we real quick, obviously we're going to go over the Colts roster as we normally do in pregame stuff. We're going to go over the injury report. Um, we're going to go over the, the little bit of Steelers news and stuff like that this episode and give our three keys to success against the Indianapolis Colts. But again, we want you guys to be involved this episode. We want you guys to reach out or not this episode, I guess, but like on social media, uh, on the comment section, on whether it be on or replying on Twitter or commenting on Facebook, let us know your three keys to success or a key that you think that we didn't touch uh, that you guys think will have an impact on the game. Let us know. We, we appreciate any input you guys have and would love to talk about your guys' input on the podcast next episode as well. Say you come out and say a, a crazy thing you think that Pittsburgh needs to do or that should happen or will happen. Hey, if you hit it on the nose or if you miss by a mile, we'll talk about it either way. So
0: uh, we, we appreciate it both ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: We won't make fun of you. Don't worry. We make fun of each other as well. um, not a chance, not a chance, but we have some hall of fame news. James. Stop. Stop.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so two guys out of the Steelers made it into the final 28 list of semi-finalists uh, for the 2023 class of the hall of fame for the NFL. Uh, and one, no surprise, Heinz Ward makes the semifinal list again. Uh, I want to say somebody said this is like sixth year or seventh year in a row for him. Yeah. Uh, so he's a repeat offender to the semifinalist list, yet to get to the finalist. I don't know if I like uh, that terminology maybe. for it, but sure, <laughs> he's a repeat offender. <laughs> he is. He is. Hasn't learned his lesson yet. Oh. Uh, but James Harrison, on the other hand, this is his first time being added on this list. He's got a little bit stronger resume than Heinz Ward does. Uh, there's a lot of people saying outside of Pittsburgh media uh, that James Harrison has a pretty strong case. Uh, so you never know. Maybe we'll see James Harrison get into the Hall of Fame this uh, this summer. That'd be pretty neat. I got the chance to see him at the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago when Bill Cowher went in. And uh, Troy, Polamalu. Troy Polamalu and Donnie Shell, and that whole class. Uh, so that was pretty neat i got to get up pretty pretty close to him and, and he's even thicker in person than he on TV. <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> boy strong as hell uh but yeah really really pulling for james harrison great to hear the news uh we'll hear a little bit closer to the super bowl i believe they announced the list of the finalists yep uh and then later on down the road we get to find out who actually makes it to the hall of fame uh but cross your fingers hope for the best and uh if you know any voters, tell them to vote for the Steelers, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Those Steelers need to get in. We need we need another all Steelers class. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, man. That'd
0: be nice. <laughs> I'll go again if it happens.
1: Oh, abs- I would probably try to go. Coming from Texas might take a little bit more to get there. Um, you, you
0: guys uh, have thumbs, don't you? We could try. You never know. You just hijack your way to hold it, man. I'll, hitchhike, man. Yeah, just we'll hitchhike. It it. Don't, you guys didn't hear this. If you see me, though, pick me up. Completely safe way of traveling. Okay, moving you know on. What, it, i thought my grandfather used to use hitchhiking as a normal way of traveling. Really? That's, that, that was a I thing. Th- isn't that illegal like now? It's like 40s. illegal. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It should be if it isn't. I think it but is. Like people would give each other rides on a regular basis that they didn't know.
1: Yeah, fair enough. That was, uh, that was a thing. Steelers roster news. Uh, Steelers did release cornerback Quincy Wilson from the practice spot on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, they also released defensive line min uh, Rennell Wren. Uh, from the practice squad. Now they made two signings with that as well. One name we know very well by the name of Master Teague, running back, uh, signed to the practice squad. And wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley also added to that practice squad roster. Um, So obviously the running back situation with uh, Jalen Warren being injured now, got to get some depth in the practice squad. Anthony McFarlane may be getting some action from what I hear. I don't actually expect him to, but You never know. Um, I think they might lean heavier on Benny Snell, which I'm just kind of over that experiment. But we'll get to that in the future. Uh, Injury report time, James.
0: Yeah, and we're going to find out a little bit more about this uh, within the next 24 hours here. So uh, look for either Master Teague or Anthony McFarland to get the call up from the practice squad uh, for the Monday night game, but they don't have to do that until Sunday, uh, being that it is a Monday night game. So we're going to get some action on that uh, tomorrow, no doubt about that. And and don't forget, Master Teague was turning some heads in the preseason this year, uh, and then he got injured, went to the injured reserve, and that's basically where he's been since. Uh, so he ended up with an injury settlement, uh, wasn't on the practice squad. Now he's fully healthy and back to Marcus Re- Bradley might look like a familiar name because he's been off and on the practice squad a few times this season. Uh, So I wouldn't expect anything there necessarily. Uh, But yeah, uh, injury report. Let's start off with your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we've got four guys with actual game day designations. These are the only ones really being affected by injury. So it's the only ones we're going to talk about this week. Uh, typically, we're trying to kind of predict what's happening. So we're a little bit more in depth with who's been missing and who's been practicing in full and who's been limited uh, and who's got the birth certificate contusions and all that <laughs> fun stuff. Uh, but this week, it's four guys. Uh, number one, Miles Boykin with his oblique is questionable. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to play. He's one heck of a gunner on special teams. Robert Spillane with his back, also questionable. Uh, so if he's not able to go, then look for Mark Robinson to dress on Monday night. Akella Witherspoon, that hamstring, still out. I'm kind of surprised they never put him on the injured reserve, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but that could be a move coming. You never know. Uh, Jalen Warren also out with the hamstring. If his looks like he's not even remotely close to coming back, uh, they are saying that Marvin Liao has been practicing 100% in practice. He's a full go and ready to go, but he's still on the IR. He's on week two of the three-week designated to return. Uh, so they basically need to either cut somebody or put somebody else on the IR to make room for him. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two is the move. Uh, more so I'd be leaning towards it being a killer witherspoon. Unless they just hold out for one more week. Uh, if Boswell is healthy after one more week, then you can cut the kicker and then there's your spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty easy to do for them uh, on the cold yeah. side of injury list. Um, game status update for them. Tight end Kyle Granson uh, is questionable with an illness. I'm assuming he's been dealing with an illness majority of the week and they're not sure if he's going. Yeah. He didn't participate today in practice. So, they're They're going to see how he's feeling for or Friday
0: uh, or Thursday. So he's been sick for
1: a while. Yeah. Uh, Two defensive ends are on this list. Both is questionable. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe with a back injury is questionable. And Quidi Pei is questionable with an ankle injury. And then also defensive tackle DeForest Buckner with a rib injury and an illness as well. Questionable as well. That is huge. Those last three are huge for their defensive line uh, and potential run opportunity and, pass blocking all of, all around the board uh, could make a big impact on this game if, if any of those three guys miss, to be clear. So especially yeah. if all three of them miss.
0: Absolutely. Uh, especially if, if there's a, a bunch on that defensive front. Uh, with the success Pittsburgh's had running the ball the last couple of weeks, uh, if their defensive line has a bunch of backups on there, man, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing for us. No doubt about that.
1: Uh, moving on to the depth chart for the Colts roster. We're going to go over the Colts roster real quick. Um, obviously, quarterback is Matt Ryan, uh, previous Super Bowl loser to the New England Patriots for the Atlanta Falcons, drafted by the Atlanta Falcons and recently became, actually just this year, He's this is year one still for him with the Colts. Uh, so Matt Ryan is a capable quarterback. I'm not saying he's he's, he's not even top 10 anymore, probably not even top 15 um, but he is capable of performing well. I'd want to say his stats on the year are still fairly decent, but I could be wrong. I'm um, pulling that up right now. He has, oh, he's actually, so 10, 10 touchdown passes to nine interceptions, uh, still close to 2,500 yards. So other than the interceptions, he's playing fairly well. Uh, do you want to go over the wide receiver group?
0: Yes. Yes. Now that I finally found their freaking <laughs> depth chart it's all the way. On I the had the side. website pulled up and it was all the way over to the right. I don't that that's goofy. Everybody yep. else has it closer. Uh, wide receivers. We've got Alec Pierce, a very talented young wide receiver, Paris Campbell, uh, similar description, and Michael Pittman Jr., those are their top three dudes. Uh, they also have Ashton uh doolin, it looks like yep, doolin. Um, young, talented wide receiver core in uh, uh some speed and some, some size with these guys as well. Uh the tight end room. We've got Mo Cox and Kyle Granson listed as co-starters. But then the guy backing them up might sound familiar to Jelani Woods. We were real big on him in the pre-draft process. He was a size, uh, weight, speed kind of guy where his measurables were all good. And he's actually had some nice plays thus far in the season. Yeah, he's had, he had uh, a two-touchdown so. game already
1: on the year. And uh, then they haven't used him much since, which is astonishing. Only three touchdowns on the season with seven receptions for 79 yards. Uh, so, yeah. a- averaging over 11 yards per catch, which is very, very good. Uh, running back room, Jonathan Taylor, the stud back there. They used to have Naheem Hines as well, recently traded him away. Uh, Deion Jackson and Zach Moss are backing him up. Zach Moss, previously of the Buffalo Bills, but came over in that trade for Naheem Hines. Uh, so, very capable backfield. Jonathan Taylor's no joke. Uh, talks about him winning MVP last year, even though he didn't, obviously, but. Uh, on the year already, he's having a slower year than last year as far as touchdowns are concerned. Only three on the year, but he still rushed for almost 700 yards, averaging 4.59 yards per carry. Uh, very That's good very running good. back. Yeah, very good running back. And then their offensive line, when you look at them, uh, Bernhard Rallman at left tackle, Quentin Nelson, left guard. I think Quentin Nelson's been Pro Bowl like consistently for the past multiple, multiple years. Um, yeah,
0: struggling a little more this year, though. The mm-hmm. offensive line in general not playing as well this year.
1: Yeah, Ryan Kelly, the, the center. Will Fries, the right guard, and Brandon Smith, the right tackle. Uh, I love. I mostly love when Ryan Kelly goes out with an injury because then you have Wesley French come in at uh, the center position. Then when you look at him in the right guard, it says French Fries, so it's, it's a good time.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh Lord <laughs> yeah that's that's an interesting combo for us. uh, all the talk out of Colt's camp right now is the struggles from left tackle Bernard Raymond. that name sounds familiar. He was an early round pick. I think he went in the first. If it wasn't first, it was early second for yeah, the Colts. is true yeah. uh, and then right guard will fries if that name sounds familiar, you're probably a Penn State fan. uh, he was an offensive lineman for Penn State. Uh, and what they're not known for is good offensive linemen, especially from that era. Uh, he, those two are the struggle, uh, struggle bus right now. So third round, he went in the third. Yeah, he was supposed to go in the first.
1: Yeah, third round, seventy uh, seventh so, yeah, overall.
0: They've got him starting at left tackle right now, and uh, every indication from Colts reporters is that he's struggling pretty mightily right now. Uh, so real possibility for Alex Highsmith on that side to really kind of feast. Uh, on the struggling offensive lineman, let's switch over to the defensive side here, Cody. Um, where the defensive front, uh, most of these names are going to sound familiar because Cody just told you about them on the injury list. Yep, uh, with Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and Yannick Ngakwe as the starting front four. Uh, some quality backups and some names you've heard of before with Effiti. Auden Digbo, and then Dio, same last name, uh, Brian Cowart, and Eric Johnson backing them up. Uh, So there is some pedigree there. There are some talented dudes there, uh, but three of the four starters banged up right now.
1: Yeah, you look at the uh, linebacker core. They run a 4-3, which is how you have those four down linemen, uh, and then three linebackers. The weak side linebacker, Bobby Okereke, Okereke, uh, Okereke. Uh, the middle yeah. linebacker, Zaire <laughs> Franklin, and then the mm-hmm. uh, strong side back, EJ Speed, not big name guys, but they've actually, I've, I got to watch some highlights yesterday. I was just getting bored. So I just started watching some highlights. I've been out of work for about a week with no work vehicle. So I was like, I wonder how the Colts have been doing this week. These guys are pretty quick. Uh, They, they look faster on tape, like this year on film, than they're 40 times. Cause I was really curious. Um, how they did, and EJ Speed, unfortunately, isn't the fastest of them, if I remember correctly. Um, but they're faster in-game than what they have been recently, or what, they, what they're what they listed on paper, to clarify.
0: Gotcha. Uh, interesting side note, the backup weak side linebacker, Mr. Grant Stewart, if that name sounds familiar, he was Mr. Irrelevant just two years ago. Hey. The last player selected in the NFL draft. Uh, Always fun. And they always make a big deal out of it. And that always sticks out for me. Uh, Cornerback room, we've got Stephon Gilmore and Isaiah Rogers Sr. as the starters with Kenny Moore, the second in the slot. Uh, So those are your starting Corners uh and then the safeties, Julian Blackman with Rodney McLeod. Um, Nick Cross backing up at yep. strong safety, who is a guy that we had hoped Pittsburgh would take as a new starting safety in replace of Terrell Edmonds. Instead, they stuck with Terrell Edmonds, who's actually had a decent year, just no turnovers. So decent, whatever. He uh, ain't getting toasted like he used to, but that's that's I'll give you that. I just expect that's, more. I just expect so more. I, I, I should rephrase. I don't expect more. I would like to see more. I feel like I know him as a player well enough right now to not expect more out of him, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like he's almost developed into a decent quality starter at this stage in his game. That's fair. Uh, special teams, guys. I know we better not skip them. No, the absolutely. Punter, not. punter Matt Hack, place kicker Chase McLaughlin. Uh, and then the long snapper, Luke Rhodes. I better talk about the return men or Cody will have my hide. Isaiah Rogers Sr. is the kick return man, And Kiki Cootie. Kiki Cootie.
1: Kiki Cootie. Uh, yeah, special teams matter, especially for the Colts. They had the great Pat McAfee for quite some time. James, I just shared a funny video with you about Pat McAfee. Uh You
0: did. You love that guy. He is
1: very He's funny, hilarious. Man. And he shared some good stories. He shared the good story about when the one time he was gonna score his first NFL touchdown and Troy Polamalu ruined it, uh, and then shared another story recently how when he got drafted, he's from Pittsburgh originally, so not too far off topic. And we're playing the Colts this year, this week where he played his career at, so we're kind of on topic. But Pat McAfee shared a story that I saw TikTok of today, and he was like, uh, "Whenever he got drafted, the coach at the time of the Colts asked if he had ever." held a ball for a kicker before. And he's like, oh yeah, I got experience doing that. When in reality, he had never done that before. Uh, And obviously, (laughs) if you know Pat McAfee and the Colts bet from back then, it was Adam Vinatieri was the kicker and he had built up some type of legacy there. And he, so Pat Pat McAfee got sent by Adam Vinatieri to a holding camp (laughs) to uh, learn how to hold correctly, which is hysterical. So good stories from Pat McAfee and the Pat McAfee show. Uh, If you guys get a chance to watch that on YouTube as well, that's a good thing to- to watch live every day i think from like 12 to 2 or 12 to 3 um your time specifically not my time hmm. but yes so now it's time james three keys you want to go first this week or you want me to go first
0: uh i think it's your turn to go first this okay
1: week. i think are you sure i'll go first i don't care i'm not sure
0: i'm not, I'm not sure at all <laughs> we're gonna go three keys
1: you ready for my three keys to success Num- go, number buddy. one don't get beat deep I, I i'm just nervous about the michael pittman jr the alec pierce um, even Paris Campbell, these guys are capable of beating us over the top if we let them. And I felt like we let too many passes get over us last week, uh, in the the narrow loss, if you want to call it a narrow loss. Um, but number one, don't get beat deep. Matt Ryan's still a capable quarterback. He can, he could make us look really stupid when in reality, I think we should make him look stupid. Number two, sack city, baby. I want to apply pressure consistently, get sacks. I want us to leave this game with five or six, James. I know we're not going up against a mobile quarterback, which we like to do because we're good at railing, rallying them in, whatever, corralling them in uh, and getting yes. some sacks. But um, I think Matt Ryan and the str- the, this, you know, especially that left side, left tackle has been struggling this year. Get some pressure on him. The, the moment you apply pressure with TJ Watt, switch sides, Get let Alex Highsmith get in there, you know, um, allow them to take turns. I know that sometimes they switch, not very often, but sometimes they switch sides. Uh, Cam Hayward get involved. Let's go. Cam Hayward can, sh- sh- can surely apply some pressure on that left side. And then my third final key to success is a very specific stat. Very specific stat. You ready for this, James?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Najee Harris has his first 100-yard rushing game this year. I don't remember if he had one in his career so far with Pittsburgh, but this year he has had not had one, and this week he's going to get his first one. 100-yard rushing, that'll help Kate. Cam- the the main goal there is time of possession, help keep the time of possession good, but I want Najee Harris to get 100 yards rushing.
0: I like it. I like it, uh, especially Sac City. I think there's a real opportunity there with Bernard Raymond struggling so much on the left. Uh, that's one of the things I love about our, our outside linebackers, they're they're pretty static. They stay to their sides Mm -hmm. and it makes them unique and it makes their accomplishments that more impressive when you start watching other guys. I got to watch a little bit of the Patriots game the other day uh, and I saw that Matthew Judon gets moved all over the place to whatever matchup they can try to find to give him uh, an advantageous matchup to try to get him in there for a sack. Kind of similar to what Cleveland does with Miles Garrett. You never see him line up in the same place twice yep. and it's all based off of trying to get him production uh it's just that you know miles is a low effort guy if he thinks he's not getting a sack he ain't really gonna try uh, so uh but you putting together one of a year. <laughs> call it what it is man he's played what 11 games and he has less than 30 tackles yeah stop stop man he's had a lot of zero and one tackle games this year kind of embarrassing if you're supposed to be a superstar but uh yep. whatever uh, so Mikey's a little bit different. There's going to be some parallels. You'll see that. Uh, number one, let Kenny cook. I, like I want to see Kenny bombing it. Uh, I think the offense showed some signs of life. The passing game got a little bit stronger. We saw uh, Kenny get himself another passing touchdown last week. Uh, so very important. We're seeing some strides. And let's not forget the big picture here, guys. When you look at Kenny's numbers from the last two weeks, He has three touchdowns, he has zero turnovers, and he has almost 600 yards passing. When you're looking at the collection of two weeks, and I know two of those touchdowns are rushing, but when you're looking at that collective, if you were to tell me that he has that over two weeks, I'm going to tell you I'm pretty happy with his numbers. Sure, I'd like to see some more passing touchdowns, but they're coming. So let Kenny cook. That's my first key. Uh, Number two, slot wide receiver production. Don't care who it is, if it's Steven Sims, if you're putting George Pickens in there, if Deontay Johnson's playing in there, if Gunnar Olszewski's in there, or even if you're using a tight end as your slot receiver. I need some slot receiver production because we haven't had it really this season, uh, and it's just too big of a part of the offense for it to not be successful. That's fair. Um, Number three. Numero tres. It's time to see those turnovers again, baby. I like it. I think, I think we're going to get that with the secondary again, a little bounce back game from them. Uh, they should be kind of embarrassed uh, by what happened last week, really kind of getting beat up. You get some adjustments and you play a little bit less Arthur Mollett and a little bit more James Pierre, a little bit more Trey Norwood maybe in the slot. And I think you're going to be a lot more successful. Uh, these younger receivers aren't going to be as nuanced with their route running They're going to have some tells. You're going to be able to jump some routes. And Matt Ryan does not have the arm he used to have. Uh, So you're going to be able to jump some routes. This is the kind of quarterback that a a smart veteran like Cam Sutton takes advantage of. Uh, And if he screws up and throws it, make it too many times. Look for him to put his fourth interception on the season on the board this week. Yeah, we freaking love that. We would love to see that.
1: Absolutely. Uh, So again, we thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to follow. Like, and subscribe on all the things. Make sure to like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The subscribe button is free, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.